What up, bra? <laughs> What's up, broski? How are you? I'm doing all right. I want to welcome everybody officially to the Tuesday edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by your good friends at Dugout Mugs. And I am so happy because we've got two LCS games and I got a brand new minor league hat. I, I was so not expecting it. And this really light package from Fort Wayne came to the house. And these, of course, are the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. I believe they're the single, the high affiliate of the uh, San Diego Padres. So a big shout out to them. Uh, we'll give a link later on in the day for the great lid for the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Look at that thing, man. What is that a tomato or is that an apple? Uh, I am going tomato. What do you think? I'm going apple. Wow. Both of you. I don't know what it is, but it looks awesome. I can tell you, I love, I don't have a lot of green caps and then tomato apple wearing a tin cap is pretty dang awesome. Pretty okay. cool. All right, let's get to it. We've got a lot of ground to cover, including some breaking news in the baseball world, but let's start with the ALCS. Red Sox, another offensive explosion, 12 more runs, four more home runs, a third grand slam in the last two games. So, if you look at this, with Boston leading the best of seven series, two games to one, is all the pressure on the Houston offense to have to average like eight runs a game just to compete here? Uh, about that, I was going to say maybe like they need to average seven runs a game. Like I don't, I don't see this Red Sox offense slowing down anytime soon uh, because one, they're hot, they're at home, and two, like they're just facing, you know, the, the bullpen. Like it's going to be another bullpen game again today Grinky's going to go 30 pitches then you know there were some higher end relievers that that Dusty has to use in this situation probably but I don't see him scoring less than six runs in any of these games we knew that this was going to be an offensive series it's kind of been a, a one-way offensive series but yep. I mean, yeah, there is a ton of pressure I mean there's a pressure on their pitchers too but yeah the hitters have to step up and basically put the team on their back that's the only way they can survive this round that's it and when you know as a hitter that you I mean, every team seemingly goes through it where they get a pitching staff that, that is struggling at some point during the year or you have a lot of bullpen arms that are down. When you guys know the only way you're going to win is by swinging the sticks, does that put more pressure on you? Yeah, especially if you get down early. Because then, yeah. you know, then you're, you're going up there trying to have good at-bats. But when you get two runners on, you're like, dang, I better score with these guys. Instead of, instead of saying, I need to have a good at-bat here and we'll keep the line moving, it's – when you get the opportunity with runners in scoring position, like you, you want to get those guys in, you want to get those runs so you can get back in the game. And it's, it does create pressure on the offense, no matter what anybody says, they can come out and say, no, we, we feel fine. The bats will be the bats. It's not true. Like you get up there and you're down runs. You're trying to get back in the game you're, and you try to do too much. You expand uh -huh. your own, uh, your swings get a little bit bigger, a little bit longer. So they're slower. And it, it's, it's kind of a snowball effect when you get into that mindset. Okay, just a couple of uh, numbers to keep in mind as you're watching this Red Sox offense. They have had six straight playoff games of at least 10 hits. That is ridiculous. When you're supposed to be facing the best pitching in your league going through, to do that is damn impressive. They have hit 20 homers so far in eight playoff games. Unreal. And do you expect Zach Greinke to make – this is not the Zach Greinke of when he was – winning Cy Youngs or competing for Cy Youngs and all that sort of stuff. This is not the same guy. Uh, his last 16 and a third innings, I believe it is, he's given up 20 earned. So, And we know how good a, a breaking ball team 
hitting team Boston is. Eh, God. It's just – Hey, maybe Grinky comes out, does a bunch of EFIS pitches. And right. Weird performance out of him today. Do not put it past him, but, man, this offense for the Red Sox is clicking. It's – the Astros got to do something really, really special to even have a chance in this series. That's and the way one other thing. Uh, I know Martin Maldonado is an outstanding defensive catcher. He really is. But if you're uh, if your pitching staff's giving up eight runs, ten runs a game in a series, like who gives a shit? Throw Castro back there. He's going to give you a better at bad. As long as he's not going against the lefty, which he's not because it's going to be Pavetta. Throw him back there, man. He gives you another stick to. I mean, Maldonado. What is he? One for twenty-two or something in the playoffs? It's yeah. It ain't a pretty watch. I, I think Castro will end up getting the start today. Yep. All right. Um, so we've got Pavetta against Granke. In your opinion, are the Red Sox hitters inside the heads of the Astros pitchers? I don't know. I mean, they're a good offensive team. I, I, I don't think they're in the heads of the Astros pitchers. I just think that the Astros pitchers are having to cover a lot of innings that they normally don't cover. They have no starters it's just a whole different process for these guys right now uh i saw i think rosie ken rosenthal put out somewhere that they may he's thinking like they may have some tips on all these pitchers right. how how can you have a tip on every single pitcher uh, I, I mean there is a there is a possibility that's that's going on but to me it just seems like they're getting the ball in the zone. They're not chasing when the Astros pitchers are nibbling and they're getting into good hitters counts. They're getting runners on base. Like you said, 10 hits a freaking game. Uh, that'll get in your head. I guess, I guess to answer the question, yes, that maybe they are in the heads of the Astros pitchers because they are absolutely raking them right now. Okay, so I'm not equipped to answer this question because I did not play Major League Baseball. I can only bring up this question to you. Uh, Urquidy was throwing the ball great, right, through the first inning. You were like, holy shit. All right, it's great. And then the at-bat against Verdugo happened. You know, I think it felt like 10 or 11 pitches and eventually a walk. And then you're like, oh, okay. And then when Altuve didn't make the play, and I thought it was a really, really tough play. Yeah. Like, if he makes that play and they turn a double play, they give up a run in the inning. Instead, it's an avalanche. And I think that that's the sort of stuff that would weigh on me as a player, and particularly as a pitcher, like, it's hard enough pitching to this lineup. I get a guy, I make some great pitches against Verdugo, foul off, foul off, foul off, and he ends up walking, and you're like, shit. And then we don't make a, a play on defense, which was tough, but you got to make a play like that. And it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, you get behind Schwarber 3-0, and and he clicks you. Yeah. Like, I just think that that's the sort of stuff that would build up. That's a snowball effect. And when you're facing a team that's hot offensively like this, you can't make mistakes, you can't no. get passes, you can't make errors. You need borderline pitches to go your way. And if the, all that stuff is compounding at the same time, like then you're going to get 12 runs in a game. And you're going to get yeah. three grand slams. You're going to get 20 homers, all this shit. So they need to change up a lot of things and very, very quickly. But you know what? With all that being said, we could sit here and take shots at the Astros pitching. The Red Sox offense is smoking hot. They are giving up great at-bats right now. And – Kudos to them, man. They put it together. I didn't think that they were going to beat the Yankees in that wild card game. I didn't think there was any way that they were going to get past the Tampa Bay Rays. And here they are two wins away from yet another World Series berth. So 
that's a great job by them up in Boston. Let this be a lesson to everyone's like, you know, our only goal is to win the World Series. No, your goal is to get to the playoffs and be hot at the right time. That's who wins these World Series, man. You have yeah. to at the right time and it can be your pitching staff it can be your offense and hopefully it's both that's going to help a lot but you know the teams that get hot right now i don't think the red sox are the best team in the al over a 162 that we saw that wasn't the case but they're hot right now dude they were this close to having to play a play-in game against toronto they had to come back against the horseshit washington nationals on the last day of the season this close you, you get to it. play a game just to get into the wild card game Get in the dance, baby. Get in the dance. Yep. Impressive. All right. A quick reminder that Dugout Mugs is giving away free stuff. Free stuff. All you have to do is take a photo of you slamming a drink in one of your great Dugout Mugs. Take a photo. Take a video. You post it on your social media. You tag Dugout Mugs. You're going to be entered for a chance to win. Now, you might say, well, hold on. Rose, Plouffe, I don't have anything from Dugout Mugs. Well, they've got a great giveaway. My man is jiggling it right in front of your face. I know that sounded weird, but that's exactly what it is. It's a free knob shot that you can get. All right? Go to dugoutmugs.com. Use the code word today. All you got to pay for is the $8.95 shipping and handling. Ploof, how much is that? $8.95. That's right. So dugoutmugs.com, code word today. $8.95 shipping and handling. This bad boy can be yours. So you get this at home. You take a photo of you doing this or a video. You post it on social media. You tag Dugout Mugs. You can be entered for a chance to win more free stuff. And they got the best stuff around. Once again, these are made out of actual baseball bat material. You can get whatever you want engraved on the side. If you want to be really cool, Chris Rose Rotation. You want to do something less cool, you get a photo of Trevor Plouffe and you have them engrave it. They've got the wine. Okay, the wind up. They've got uh, the bottle openers. They've got these, the knob shots as well. So once you, what, what are you pointing at me for? I'm pointing at your knob shot. <laughs> Dugoutmugs.com, keyword today, and you can get a free knob shot. Eight ninety five shipping and handling. If, awesome. you, if you get Rosie's face put on it, you can some, you can kind of make out with Rosie because you can make out with dugout mugs. You, you can. I don't think that's. A great seller for the company but maybe it is we continue on after a travel day the nlcs has shifted from atlanta to los angeles where the braves are looking to take a commanding three games to none lead bueller morton going at it now la has actually dominated atlanta in los angeles i believe they've won 10 of the last 11 games that includes the playoffs so does the home cooking continue this afternoon I'd say the chances are that the home cooking continues. Like, I know what the Braves have done. The two walk-offs, two excellent games between these two teams. You know I'm on record as saying Walker Buehler is like a top three big game pitcher for me. Uh -huh. He's mountain tonight. He's been really good against the Braves. He's been really good at home. Uh, not to say the Braves have zero chance tonight. I just feel like if I'm having to lean a uh, lean tonight in this game, I think it's it's going to be the Dodgers. The energy of the crowd's going to be awesome, and like I said, you got big game Walker on the hill. Uh, so I, I I will lean Dodgers to tonight at least. I would lean Dodgers a little bit, but not very much. In part because of the guy that's throwing for Atlanta and Charlie Morton. Look at the career numbers of the L.A. Dodgers against Charlie Morton. Collectively, they've had 116 at-bats. you know how many home runs the Dodgers have hit against him? 
Wow. One. They have collectively under a 500 OPS. So he's got their number. Plus, 2 o'clock game out in L.A., that's a really strange start time. And when you're talking about the fall, you could be talking some shadows. I don't know where they're going to appear on the field. Uh, Dodger Stadium's a tough place to play defensively, I've always heard, uh, you know, when the sun is bright out there. Have you ever done that? You know, Dodger Stadium, um, unbelievably, Dodger Stadium is the only place I didn't play in the big leagues. You are kidding me. 29 other stadiums. What a crusher for an L.A. kid. Brutal. I played here in, in, in a high school game, but that was it, man. What, like a CIF championship game or something? Were you on the hill? I will say this. I will say this. I was on the hill. We lost that game at Dodger Stadium. Ooh. Don't, I don't want to talk about it. I will say this. The thing that happens at Dodger Stadium during the day, ball flies. So maybe that Charlie Morton stat might be different after tonight. Both big game pitchers. Yep. Charlie the Salt Man versus, you know, Walker Buehler, our Moxie King. So this is going to be a fun one today. This series has been awesome. I know Braves been great. have taken two of the games, so Dodgers fans are not so happy. But they've been excellent games. The Dodgers have had their share of chances. They need to hit with yeah. scoring position. All right. So that gets me to uh, my next question. What's more likely to happen today? Freddie Freeman looks like the MVP version of Freddie Freeman. Or the Dodgers start getting hits with runners in scoring position. You don't like when I say this. But I think both are going to happen. Okay. No, that's a that's a totally acceptable answer. I think I, Freddie Freeman is just too good to go 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts. He doesn't have good career numbers against Bueller. I think he's one for eight with a couple Ks. I you know maybe we won't get MVP Charlie or uh, Freddie tonight, but I think we're going to see better at bats out of him. At least I don't think we're going to see a bunch of strikeouts. Um, you know, we had the off day, new environment. I think Freddie will just be fine. And then same for the Dodgers. Like they've had a, a ton of opportunities with runners in scoring position. Haven't got it done. This team is just too good. There's too many good hitters for that to continue. So, and like I said, day game Dodgers stadium ball should be fine. I think this one's there's, there'll be more runs in this game uh, than there has been in the first two games. It's interesting. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about once things go wrong for a certain team and if it just kind of compounds the problem where if you miss out on an opportunity or you don't make that perfect pitch, does it play, play with your head games a little bit? Everybody in Los Angeles has been talking about the runners in scoring position stat. So let's say they get second and third and one out in the first inning against Charlie Morton and they don't score. You are going to hear a collective groan over the crowd. And believe me, the players know that too. They're not, they're not dumb. They understand why they didn't win those first two games. And I just wonder if that carries through the game. Because you, baseball players are great at being able to wash away the previous day. It's the only way you're able to play 162 games. But in a shortened series, man, it gets a little tight. Yeah, you know, you, can, you could go the other way with it, too. You know, Braves pitching, having to pitch with runners in scoring position that often, that'll wear on you as well. Like, yeah. That eventually the numbers are going to catch up. There is going to be some regression to the mean, so there's going to be hits with runners in scoring position. They need to avoid putting people in scoring position. Um, but I, I just think both those, Freddie and, and the Dodgers, are going to have a little bit of an offensive rebound. All right. Uh, earlier today, the New York Yankees made an announcement. They are bringing back their manager, Aaron Boone. They've extended him another three seasons. His contract was up. Uh, Yankee Twitterverse, which you are very in tune with, seems rather up in arms for the most part. Uh, was this the right or wrong move by the franchise? 
I don't know, man. You know, like if you look at the tweet that they put out or the statement that they put out, there's some impressive numbers with Boone. Like he's won up there. I don't, he hasn't won a championship. I don't even think he's – well, he hasn't won an ALCS. He's been in an ALCS. Has he or has he not? Has. Yeah, I mean, and I've said this a million times. The manager is there to talk to the media after. He's there to have a certain sense in the clubhouse. Like he kind of is the vibe. Uh, I think Aaron's a, a fine vibe. There are things I know that need to be changed there. Everyone always talks about the rest days for the Yankees. They need to be more aggressive during the regular season so they could have home field advantage. They didn't have to play in the wild card game. So those are, those are things that are easy fixes. Now you're saying they didn't hit at all. Well, they fired their hitting coach. Managers aren't in the cage with the hitters ever. Like, so, yeah, maybe they needed a new voice in, in, with the hitters. Uh, maybe they needed a new voice in other – uh, positions for the coaches, but like Aaron Boone's a fine manager. Like, there's a few things he could change that, like, a snap of a finger can change. If if the front office says let's play these guys more, let's go after these series against bad teams instead of kind of just like throwing our B team out there. That's all they have to say. He'll do it. Now, you know, as far as you know, bullpen management and stuff like that, there are other guys that you know he can lean on. They can change. They can change philosophy without firing Boone. I, I don't have a problem with him coming back. I think most Yankee fans knew he was probably going to be back. I didn't. I don't think they knew he was going to get a three-year extension. That's well, it. but I mean, what is, what was he going to do it for a year? He wasn't. Gonna, so it's either two or three years. Not a lot of guys sign two years, particularly when there are job openings in the other New York market in San Diego in St. Louis. So he wasn't going to sign a two-year deal. He had to, they had to give him a minimum of three years. What this tells me is that Cash knows that Booney's going to do what he Huh? That's what yep. it tells So that's why he's the manager. Like, he's there. They like the way he – you know, they, they think he can handle the New York media well enough. He's already been through it. He's had success, you know, on the field. Now, Cash, it's up to him, man. Like, these decisions, these philosophies in your organization – aren't up to Boone necessarily. They're up to the front office and cash. So it's more so on cash to change these things than it is Boone. Okay. So here is what, in my opinion, is an objective view because I am not a Yankees fan. I don't live in New York, but I watch a ton of New York Yankees baseball. Here's where they can definitely get better under the manager. Their base running sucked. Terrible. Their defense, terrible. Um, now, the players might be limited in some of those areas, but I think that that's stuff that you could probably work on and improve upon. What you can't improve is the composition of the team if you're the manager. That is the major problem with this team. You look, Yankee fans tend to look at their teams with these rose-colored glasses like, oh, well, they're the Yankees. They've got to be. This is not the most talented team out there. This is not the team that should definitely be winning the World Series. If you look, I just was on listening to Michael Kay and the guys on Yes right before we came on, and Michael brought up a great point. He said, if you compare the Yankees and the Red Sox lineups right now, how many of the guys that are in the Yankees lineup right now would be starting over the guys in the Red Sox lineup? Definitely, 100%. There's, there's Not a, a lot. A few guys. A couple. That's because the Red Sox are red freaking hot right now. Hey, but hold on, dude. Just go if you were to go around all the positions, nobody's playing in front of Bogarts or Devers or Verdugo. Certainly, Schwarber at first base. They're not playing Rizzo ahead of him this year. 
The catching situation, that's a toss-up because defense does matter significantly at that position. You know, nobody's playing ahead of Kike. No, I mean, so my point is this, is that everybody thinks that when you throw on a, the pinstripes, you automatically become the best player in the league. That is not the truth. This team is not athletic. They don't do a lot of the small things right, which you have to do at times during the season. What do they do? They I mash. I agree with you. This is what I'm saying. Like there needs there needs to be changes. If everyone talks about the base running, well, you don't have base runners on your team. You don't have speedsters on your team. Right. You other way, you know. So you can't just magically make guys do all this stuff. And like the defense sucks. So like you don't have premium defenders out there. Nope. Um, can't change this stuff the roster composition like you noted needs to be overhauled and then they they need to have some different voices in the coaching staff the coaches that are in the trenches that can change a team that the manager is not in the trenches with the players necessarily i'm talking about the work before the game the manager's roving around he's doing all the things that a manager does he's a manager the coaches are the ones coaching they're out there Ground balls, base running, in the cages. Like, this is the stuff that needs to change if you want to take players to another level. The manager, I've said it for a long time. You, it's, it's an important job, but it's not going to – the team isn't going to win because of the manager. And or lose, point here. lose because of a manager with some decisions, but you're not going to win because of the manager. Last point here. I think I've said it all the time. 22 to 25 uh, of the 30 fan bases in baseball – can't stand their manager's uh, moves. Just can't stand them. They're like, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know how to handle a pitching staff. You don't know when to go to the bullpen. Why aren't you playing this guy? Why didn't you put this guy in the pinch hit? 22 to 25 of you aren't happy. Okay? Could you Maybe have more. definitely found somebody better? Maybe. I think y'all got the ass because Alex Cora's kicked everybody's ass in the playoffs. And you're like, well, we got to find the next Alex Cora. Well, they didn't know they had the next. We all thought Alex Gore was going to be a good manager, but there also was a chance he was going to turn into Jace Tingler. Alex Cora is not the one hitting freaking a grand slam every single time he goes up to the plate. I know, but he does, right? It, there's just a different feel. When you know he's managing a game, you don't ever feel like you're going to get outmanaged. Whether it's true or not, you don't ever feel that way. No, dude. I mean, look, if this, I feel like this is such recency bias. He they barely snuck into the playoffs. I know the team wasn't supposed to be that great, but by whose projections? I'm so sick of projections at the beginning of the year because if you look at some of the Pakoda projections at the beginning of the year, they were very bad. Uh -huh. So, like, I don't know, man. I, All, right. I, All right, listen, last point here, and I do want to move on. Treadog33 said, Rosie, don't you know people at home uh, that are better managers than the managers, I guess, right now? I guess. I mean, like, Buck Showalter's been a really good manager. How many World Series has he been in? How many LCSs has he won? I'll wait. Joe Torrey said about Boone, a manager is only as good as his players. That's yeah, well. <laughs> right. I know. I know. All right, last point. Here we go. Erod pitched a great game yesterday. Really held the Astros in check through six innings, seven Ks. And as he walked off after retiring Carlos Correa, he did the old, my time. In which, at, afterward, Alex Cora blew up. No, 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 no. No, 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 we're not doing that. And then he pulled him in. They had a little discussion, and Erod apologized afterward. What did you think of the uh, trash talk, if you will? I love the back and forth because if you're going to give it, 
then you can get it too. Mm -hmm. I, I think handled it perfectly saying like, I, that's fine. Like I did it. He got me, he pitched excellent tonight, which he did, by the way, I said that Bregman and Correa were going to go off and they didn't. Uh, but he's like, yeah, he shoved against us. He can do whatever he wants. I'm not, I mean, I understand why Cora was upset and wanted him to not do it. He, they just don't want to wake Hold us. on, do you? I, I know I don't agree with it, but I know why he did it. He just doesn't want to give them any motivation whatsoever. Hey, Ploof, they are three wins away from appearing in the World Series. Are you telling me that, that they're going to be like, oh, shit, well, now we're mad. Now we're really going to try it. I've never believed any of this bullshit, the bulletin board material. Like, Alex Verdugo was like, we think that was disrespectful to Rays were eating popcorn after one game. Oh, so that's when you started trying was because Randy Rosarena was having fucking popcorn? Listen, if you're in the playoffs and you're not giving every bit of your soul to try and win a game, then you might want to check yourself. Like, that, that's just ridiculous. It's not, it's not that they're not trying or, like, you know, they're not giving it their all, but it's that little added sound, like, fuck those guys. Like, you can no, please. That's what it takes at that level. You got to flip the mind. You got to be there, and, and, and you might not be there yet, but the one little thing like that can put you there. So really? That, I mean, and, and maybe that's bullshit, but Cora doesn't want to take the chance. That's why he went up to him. But – in in the in the grand scheme of things, you know, we saw, I think it was Trevor Rogers do it with Chisholm, with the Euro step, Chisholm Euro steps at home plate. Right, Arlen strikes him out, does the Euro step, the back and forth. Everyone loved that. Even LeBron James was tweeting about that. Right, something that baseball does really well. We don't have taunting penalties, dude. NFL sucks because you can't taunt. The NBA, you can get a, a tech for taunting. Not in baseball. And uh -huh. that's the thing that we need to hold on to because it does appeal to, you know, the masses. I just don't get it. I, I don't understand it. Like, that little bit is what puts you over the top. Like, now we're really mad. Now we're really focused. You've never been in a situation where, like, yeah, you're, like, you're doing something, but then someone says something to you or does something, you're like, oh, fuck that. Like, it just adds – it's just like a drink in a Red Bull, bro, or like a one-up in a freaking video game. It's just that little bit more. Maybe. You know? I guess. It's interesting. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Continues. I want everyone to be like, fuck it. When I played, you couldn't do anything. It was like, hit a homer, put your head down, and run because I didn't want Joe Maurer to get smoked in the neck. You know, it's like, yeah. I think it was some awesome celebrations. I hit enough home right. runs. Hey, by the way, um, do you think that Cora would have been as pissed if that had happened against, say, the White Sox and not his former team? Uh, I'd hope so. What allegiance does he have to the 2021 Astros? I don't. Not it, not an allegiance, but he's got maybe he's got friendships. Maybe still very close with maybe. a bunch of those guys. Raya a lot, and that's I don't know, man. Maybe he's the one that put all those guys in that position. Everyone forgets that he's the mm -hmm. real dude. Yeah. All right, listen. I hope it continues on. I hope Correa hits a bomb today, and then he stares right at Erod and is like, "Do it again." And then he goes to Cora like yes exactly actually you know what he should do what the Bears fan did to Aaron Rodgers and give him the double bird oh the double you know he maybe he stone cold stuns Schwarber around first base let's kick it up a notch man let's go have some fun all right what do you have coming up on John Boy I don't know I think I 
so much stuff, dude. We never take any time off here. I got talking baseball coming up right now. I have an episode of Sequence coming out today that I go over the Chris Taylor base running mistake and just kind of go over like what everyone was thinking. I think Jock made a split second decision there with his throw. Um, and I think that turned the momentum big time. So that's what I have. What do you have? Miguel Rojas is the latest uh, co-host on the Chris Rose Rotation that is out for your public consumption. Uh, he's got a little bit of uh, news in there uh, about the Marlins and their direction. Um, he was roommates in the minors with Jock Peterson, so he knows him better than most as to what drives him and what makes him him. Uh, he's got great takes on the series, and he is also the winningest manager in baseball history. We will talk about his 2-0 stint in the dugout and what that day was like for him when he managed the last game of the season against the Phillies. So, Can't wait. Yeah, good stuff. All right, dude. Uh, enjoy the baseball today. we got two games, one starting at 5 Eastern, then we got the nightcap from Boston. Get that out of your mouth. Clean yourself up a little bit. <laughs> Are you coming to poker tonight? No. All right. No. I mean, I haven't been invited since, like, July. I told you, every Tuesday, any of you people in the chat want to come, too. I'll take that money. Yeah, well, I got I to gotta watch myself right now, you know, trying to pay for some kids and other stuff. Uh, go get yourself a, a Fort Wayne Tin Caps hat. Go get yourself a Dugout Mugs knob shot, dugoutmugs.com slash today. You'll get this free. Just pay for the eight ninety five shipping and handling. That's $8.95 shipping and handling. We will see you again on Wednesday to break it all down, tell you what we thought about today's games, what we think about Wednesday's games. It's going to be awesome. Enjoy the day. Thanks for tuning in to Baseball Today, a production of John Boy Media. Peace.